0: Welcome to Forecast, the Foreshadow podcast, seeking glimpses of heaven on earth through conversations about people's lives and work. Foreshadow is a Christian literary magazine, and this season our theme is songs of ascent, pilgrimage, and worship, exploring the journeys we make in search of wholeness. I'm Will, and today I am with my good friends, Mitchell Abbott and Eric Tai, both residents of the Los Angeles area, where I happen to be also, and am conducting this interview uh, in person in a sort of public space. So you'll hear some natural ambiance in the background during our conversation today, but hopefully that adds a a new wrinkle and a fun dimension to interviews that are usually conducted uh, through Zoom or in person in quiet spaces. So we'll see how this goes, but definitely looking forward to today's conversation. So, without further ado, I'm going to let my pals here uh, tell you a little bit more about where they are in the world right now, what they're doing, and any other sort of interesting tidbit, maybe nostalgic or contemporary, that they'd like to share about their, uh, their experiences. So, uh, Mitch, and, and actually as a quick uh, preface, it's Mitchell and Ebbett now. Yep. Uh, that's right, got to get the, the last name straight, but Mitch, why don't you go first? Tell us a little about where you are, what you're doing, things like this.
1: So, uh, I went to Fuller with Will, this is how we're acquainted, and uh, did my MDiv, and uh, was serving as a worship pastor for a little while, Uh, and then kind of went through some, there were some personal things where being a pastor didn't seem like the right place to be, so kind of leaned on uh, technical skills, and was doing audio engineering for a good couple of years, and uh, most recently, though, been a stay-at-home dad. That's right. Uh, that yeah. has been the latest exciting journey. Um, and yeah, my daughter's uh, almost two and kind of looking at the next thing. Cool. Cool.
0: Awesome. Eric, how about you? What, what's going on? Where you been? What's going on lately as you continue to chew the delicious boba that we are uh, consuming as we
2: have uh, uh, <laughs> this interview? Very chewy. You go. So, uh, yeah, I've, I'm a full-time artist, and that's what I do. I do little things here or there. I am uh, trying to claim my 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 photography skills as a in an occupation. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a thing. It's an on, it's always going to be an ongoing thing, um, and I, I think that kind of leads well into this conversation about um, journeying. Yeah about being a pilgrim um being a photographer basically documenting um your journey I guess um just being present and well yours and others people's journeys yeah, right yeah right um g- generally your own <laughs> but um yeah I feel like anyone anyone can can experience things in their own way despite like walking together side by side like you could you'll see things very differently oh it's perspective Um, yeah yeah so that's that's kind of cool um and i think like i'm sure you'll lead into it but as creators like making things like i think a lot of and destinations have been historically cathedrals which are generally um you know places that people want to pilgrimage towards like yeah, even as musicians, you know, there are, sure. there are cities that lead people to, um, uh, the events, festivals, like Mitchell's a sound guy and, um, you creating like event spaces for people to go to, like right. burning Man just to place us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um, and yeah. um, time, like that was a, a huge thing that led people and you, you may or may not even experience the thing that you went there for. Right. You might end up, being in a mud pit it's possible (laughs) yeah but um such is life
0: (laughs) yeah definitely interesting so yeah if it's not clear now and like i said in the intro and like uh we've alluded to the three of us all met um kind of through fuller i don't know that eric you were a student exactly at the time that i started i think you might have just been finishing or finished mitch i think you were sort of in finishing and then, yeah,
1: then I took my time
0: and then breaking and then coming back and so but yeah. we all interfaced and interacted through Fuller's Chapel uh, but I, uh, obviously obviously, at some point all of us felt compelled to go there so real quick uh, both of you we'll go Eric first this time what was the thing that compelled you to embark upon the journey toward seminary uh, in, in in light of what you do, or in spite of what you do, what was what was uh, what was it about needing to go to a destination and a place, literally like Fuller, that 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 is space, such as you were suggesting? It is it is not just like I mean, in some ways, it is now a nebulous sort of online thing, but like it is literally like you came back to that place to do a thing that was formational or whatever. Talk a little bit about that. Why did you?
2: What what motivated it, and why did you do it, and what did you find when you got there? Yeah, I think I had already determined that I would be a full-time artist prior to going to to seminary, so I was kind of thinking about doing an MFA or just going to seminary only because I wanted to think theologically about the art that I made, and um, I didn't think that that would be something that I would find at an MFA, in any MFA program that I knew of. Um, In undergrad, I did... I went to a pretty liberal, I mean, I guess most art schools are fairly liberal in, in terms of like how they think about spirituality, um, but I am, um, you know, I don't know about today, but a self-proclaimed Christian-identifying individual, uh-huh. and um, I don't know, I, and I, while I, I understand that that has a lot to do with spirit, human spirituality, it just, it wasn't quite what I was looking for at the time, but Fuller seemed to have an emphasis and program. Um, revolving around theology and arts, um, and so that's that's what led me there. And okay. It it didn't really end up being what I had hoped or imagined, but it, it definitely was more than I had anticipated as well. All at the same time. Yeah. Um. And I, I felt like actually my my degree program started after I graduated.
0: Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I'd so, love to circle
2: back to that. Yeah. A Mitch, why don't you talk a little bit about the same.
1: Yeah, sure. So my journey, I was a philosophy major in undergrad. I didn't really know what I was going to do with that, but I felt a pretty strong call that that was the right fit for me, that was the right place for me. Um, And I worked in tech for just a few years after college and um, was kind of working through where I wanted to go, um, and I just felt a strong call Mm. to go to seminary. It really was kind of as simple as that where uh, I was considering all sorts of other options, but that um, just kept coming back to that as where I was supposed to be, and I wasn't quite sure why. Um, there were kind of two paths I had in mind when I started. One was uh, worship ministry, and the other is hydro- higher education. Okay. Uh, and those kind of flip-flops all throughout uh, as to which was mm. the plan A and which was plan B. Um, those were those were just kind of ideas I think the the thing that I felt most most confident about was that I was supposed to be at seminary next and Fuller was the place uh, that, that stood out because it was a place that was evangelical which I identified as at the time I guess I still I call myself post-evangelical, I guess. I,
0: I don't. A <laughs> can worms uh, conversation. Yeah, uh, it really is. Which, uh, I, don't, uh, which, I don't
1: share all the same convictions, but I, I've been fully, I've been absolutely formed by that tradition, Sure. and I can't, re- I, I can't understand my, yeah, 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 I yeah, I can't yeah. understand stand myself apart from it. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so, so that's definitely still part of me. But anyways, Fuller Fuller was evangelical, but it was also multi-denominational. It seemed there were people who were telling me, "Don't go to Fuller because it's too liberal." There were also Uh some people telling me don't go to Fuller because it's too conservative. (laughs) I liked that, so that that was how I how I ended up. I think it faithfully delivers on that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think so. I think so.
0: And so while you're there, and in your experiences there, did did post arrival, you know, and planning for this journey or anticipating this journey, getting there, uh, what 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 was that experience like? Was it did you feel fulfilled? Did it did it change? Did your experiences? Were they departures from your expectations, or how did that work?
1: Yeah, in some ways. I mean, I I guess I came in with the expectation that uh, my belief systems would shift in Mm. some way. So I I know a lot of people who who went to seminary, and they got, like, rocked. And I guess I did, too, but I was ready for it, in in a sense. I was like, that's what I was there for. Okay. So it it didn't hurt. That's an interesting concept that I hope we
0: kind of sort of take note of, and maybe we'll come back to a little bit later, too. That part of arrival or part of embarking on a pilgrimage to a place of pilgrimage, one of these destinations, is to have some sort of encounter that's transformative. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, and probably, uh, maybe not combative, but probably uh, something that's transformative and and that you might be changed having had that encounter. Yeah. Uh, But if you go
1: into it without the expectation that you're going to be changed, then it could become combative.
0: Absolutely. I suppose so. I, I I can't think of instances where you go on pilgrimage to 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 be more affirmed in the thing that you already think or believe. Well, I think a lot of people do. I suppose they do. Yeah, I suppose they do. And uh, you know, and that's again maybe a can of worms conversation for another time. Well, I wanted to ask one more big question, sort of to the both of you, and it sort of a it piggybacks nicely on on where we just were, um, and I guess we can go in reverse order again. So, Mitch, we can start with you, and that's um, kind of moving forward then from that experience, because again, for uh, the, the lot of us, this experience now at least started many years ago, uh, and is finished in whatever it finished, <laughs> and for us at, at different times. But um, uh, in uh, as a result of whatever you expected at the front end, then what you experienced there, moving forward from there as a springboard, or after coming to such a pinnacle of sort of like such a a, a profound destination that is seminary or that education or that experience, what. What sort of motivated you to go forward, and what sort of expectations or what sorts of pilgrimages or journeys do you entertain, or are you inspired to to take now uh, because of the ways that you now have rethought about what that even is, or or uh, are are inclined toward? I imagine, like you said, your your life was you you came with the expectation that you would learn new things and be transformed or, or have a different uh, understanding of things coming at. The, out of that experience, how have those things shaped where you see yourself going now and what you want to do and what sorts of things you're journeying towards?
1: Yeah, I guess when I came into seminary and throughout most of seminary, I saw myself as in one form or another, I was hoping to become a guide of some sort, maybe a leader in... uh, the movement of the church towards what it's becoming. That's really vague, but you know, uh, oh, th- there, there is a lot of change happening in, in the religious landscape in America in particular and all over the world, and uh, I saw myself as maybe somebody who could be positioned to, to help guide the church into a better, better form of itself or a better version of itself. Uh, I... At the moment, now we'll see. Maybe I'll circle back to that. But at the moment, uh, I don't feel like I'm qualified <laughs> to okay. do any of that. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, the, the more I learn, the less I, I think that anybody can really be much of a leader <laughs> with that. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so uh, I have kind of shifted my ambitions to, um, well, as, as you know, well. So I'm, I'm uh, in the process of applying to law school. So right. kind of moving from this idea of being more of a guide or a leader or a, um, a, a thought uh, you know, public intellectual type, uh, to be more of a practitioner, where sure. rather than trying to guide the church into a place where people care about social justice and are working towards a better world, why don't I just skip the middleman and just do that?
0: Become the advocate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. yeah that's kind yeah, of that's where where a lot now. of our audience yeah. is British, so they, yeah, they'll appreciate the advocate. So Eric, I guess same question. Uh, in, in light or in spite of your experiences of arrival, and and having sort of the seminary thing and like you said your expectations were different than what happened but there are some good things that came of it how how did those things calibrate you for the future where did you end up sort of going as a springboard from uh seminary and or where do you see yourself what kind of journeys do you think are worth taking on or what does pilgrimage look like to you now moving forward from such an experience where it was uh where you had been so intentional about coming to a place and and experiencing
2: that place. Hmm. I'm not sure how I'm going to respond to this question in a very clear and concise. That's all right. Way. Okay. However, but however, makes sense to you. <laughs> but such as I might take you on a pilgrimage. Oh, oh, see, this <laughs> uh, is this is what this yes. is why this is why we do these things. This, this is why podcasts exist. That's right. There you go. <laughs> the only the only definite end is when you hit that stop button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But i don't yeah I don't, it's really hard because um, i i feel like when i was younger i had I had clear goals um, and I, I would say like a degree program is one of those like okay. you, like i think you're trained to think in very linearly about yeah, life sure um feel like yeah, you got high school that's a definite end you got you know undergrad that's yeah. a definite end grad school that's a definite end and then once you Hit those markers. You're kind of just left with, uh, well, I guess I have the rest of my life, <laughs> and um, and while some people are very ambitious, I think I'm trying to juggle like being ambitious with what my end goals are, with um, like allowing life to happen. Yeah. Because I've had very, I have, I've had a lot of life experiences where I've had goals and and life kind of took over and those those goals kind of shifted dramatically, you know? And, um, so I, despite that, I I do think that, um, there's a difference between complacency and, um, contentment. Oh yeah. So that's really hard to juggle. I feel like that's the hardest thing because, um, it, it can end up being a 40 years wandering in in the wilderness when your goal could have been a three day trip. Right? Sure. So, (laughs) um, and that's it. But that said, like, I just finished a multi-month um, residency doing, just making art every day. And that was I was in a place where it felt like that was enough. Nice. It was, it was more than enough to just wake up and make art like and I and I I still want that like in my life, you know, um, without any goal of like or aspirations of needing to show in a museum or a gallery or make millions of dollars. Like, I don't, it's unnecessary. Like those are things Mm -hmm. that are outside of your control. And maybe, I don't know. Some ambitious people might disagree, but it was enough to just make, you know? Yeah. Um, and so going full circle, I guess back to like this idea of pilgrimage. Um, I don't know. I, I like the story of the three wise men, Mm -hmm. um, because they had this, you know, guiding light that was drawing them towards something, right? Sure. And that pilgrimage was, you know, happened to be the Messiah. And um, but they never really talk about, you know, the circumstances that led them to discovery, sure, or even the journey that took place along the way. Oh yeah. Or the encounter, or even what happened after. Yeah. Yeah. But like maybe that is just the metaphor of life. I think is um, maybe that is just our life. Our story huh. in the Bible, the biblical text, is just leading us to the Creator, and then you kind of do what you want with that. And maybe we're the wise men, maybe we're not, but we would probably be wise huh. to go on this journey wow. just just to go. Yeah, just to go, just, and just to see keep what going. happens, oh, wow. see what you find. Man,
0: yeah. I feel like that's such a great button <laughs> to our to our our conversation. Any uh, any final thoughts before I I wrap us up and land the plane, as or try to land the plane at least?
1: Yeah, I think that was beautiful.
0: Yeah, that was beautiful. Wow. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time for this uh, delicious shared boba experience as well. Uh, To the Knights of the Triangular Table. Cheers. Cheers. And, uh, And with that, if you enjoyed this episode... Uh, It would help if you write a review, email us at foreshadowmagazine.com or connect on various social media platforms. You can also visit foreshadowmagazine.com to read uh, any of the works uh, that are published there and find the podcast uh, conversations that we post there as well. There you can also sign up for a free newsletter that's shared uh, every week uh, and features this new work. Thanks for listening. That is the forecast for today.